Many people think that the best way to escape war is to dwell upon its horrors and to imprint them vividly upon the minds of the younger generation. 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 Table podcast, and I am Aziza Gore, and here I have with me Lil Mill, Lil Mills, <laughs> Lil Mildred, Lil perhaps. Mildred. She has multiple personas, <laughs> but today she's Lil Mill. Today, Lil Mill, aka Mildred. Yes, Millie is the ministry assistant at JU. Yes. Any more info you want to drop to the folks? Ah, uh, yes. I am a cheese connoisseur, right. a senior in college, mm-hmm. and in my free time, I like to watch a lot of Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Taurus. Wow. Yes. I was once a Taurus rising. Once? Well, the chart changes all the time. That's true. Yeah. I only keep up with the main one because I'm like, I struggle to keep up with myself, period. But... <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I... You know what? I was once a uh, believer, no, a non-believer, a believer non-believing in zodiac mm-hmm. signs. Yes. And now I'm like, I would never date a Scorpio. And I've like become that kind of person. Mm, yes. And it's only a little embarrassing. My favorite is the tweets where people are like, oh, I can't believe people use zodiac signs as excuses. Like, oh my God, I totally like fender bendered that lady's car because <laughs> I'm such a Capri son. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, that's me. <laughs> Zodiac, okay, so I'm a Virgo, um, and I am also having a hard time transitioning to <laughs> back to the podcast. <laughs> so we're going to pause. So we're going so to, wow, have you ever seen Unrelated? Okay. <laughs> On our own time. Okay, so this fall, we're doing spiritual trauma. Yes, spill the tea, sis. I know. I have so much trauma, and so we're going to try to confine it to faith. Yes. (laughs) And the church. And so it's going to be a lot of, not necessarily fun, but I think it's going to be super healing Mm. to have those conversations of like, how has the church hurt you? How is the church still hurting you? Mm. All valid. Yeah. Yeah. All valid. All true. But you didn't you didn't grow up in the church. No, I did not. Yeah. I did not. However, I will say I grew up I'm I am Hispanic. Mm-hmm. My uh a lot of like my community growing up in Miami were Roman Catholic, uh very devout either either Catholics or like non denom very Pentecostal church goers. Yeah. Um and sometimes between what was deeply embedded in that narrative and the narrative that de- that's deeply embedded in Hispanic culture altogether, like that's been projected onto me. Um, and although I did not grow up in a church, uh, those things I think definitely changed my perspective growing up in regards to what is coming from God and what 
what is God truly doing and what is God versus what is the church? Yeah. What would you say some of those things are? Um, definitely a lot to do with like the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes. yes. My worth as a woman and my place at the table as a woman. Yeah. Um, uh, my mother's place at the table as a woman. Um, I think my value in society as an immigrant, as a brown woman, as just so many different things where certain churches will say one thing, um, but now having been able to go through the gospel and get to know God at a little personal level, yeah, uh, differentiating the pain that some people on this earth project uh, is not what God wants to project onto yeah. us. Which is honestly the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. that's like the bottom line of honestly what I'm trying to get at by having this thing mm-hmm. is just that the way that the church might speak to us is not necessarily what God is saying. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. For sure. I have like, I super relate to feeling, um, feeling that struggle of, my worth is less as a woman Mm -hmm. because that means I'm not allowed to show up in certain ways and in certain Mm -hmm. spaces because that space is like reserved for a man. Mm -hmm. And even in CCW, this was the first space where it was Gabby, where I saw a woman leading Mm -hmm. in like a space where men were also in the room. Oh yeah. Which is like wild. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Gabby, I mean, all, I can't think of one situation in CCW where a woman isn't leading, and it's such, just, it showcases so much of God's glory and grace and just empowerment and why he's, he makes women and he's put women on this earth. And, yeah, it's so different from the narrative that, unfortunately, certain churches and certain environments are projecting onto our young girls and have been for centuries mm-hmm. and even is not just the conversation of womanhood it's also just like as a person of color you mm, know what I mean yes because I was in a youth group at a, like a mega church with predominantly white members and mm-hmm. that was like oh yeah you know it's like the same journey but now we're talking about yes now, yeah, it comes down to separating. Now, if I can and when I can separate myself from my gender, now I have to think about the color of my skin yes. and like my cultural background and how that differentiates from the narrative and the stories that are being told mm-hmm. in the perspective of a white man. <laughs> yeah. It's so layered. It's like being a person of color, woman of color, immigrant woman of color yes there's no I mean it doesn't end (laughs) there's just like on all ends it's like where can I run (laughs) how can can I I escape how can I cocoon my life away (laughs) but I'm yeah I I am appreciative though of my of my church like I give them a lot of shame (laughs) for like um a lot of the ideas I think that 
don't work for me now, but they did work for me then. Like they Mm -hmm. did work for that version of myself. Mm. And that was the place that I was able to meet God and really fall in love with the Bible. Mm. Um, But it's just like having to recognize that I'm not that person anymore. And Mm. my, and like faith is allowed to flex and like shift and grow Mm -hmm. and evolve. And that's like, okay. And that doesn't invalidate my journey and my experience and who God is. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Because the most like scary thing for me when it comes to the faith journey and like, is just like the thought of what if my church was right Mm. keeps coming back to me as I like, yeah. Unravel all this church trauma. Just like opening one of those surprise like balls and just keeps unraveling and like every couple inches you get a new toy, but instead of it being a toy, it's like pain, (laughs) (laughs) but you keep going and you don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted to stop, but I can't, but I can't. Yeah. It's a lot. And it's, I think it's beautiful that, um, that we don't give up when I hear people talk about how painful faith can be, Mm. but that they're still in the fight and they're still searching, still trying to meet God. It's a really beautiful thing for me. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. There's, there's a lot of redemption Mm -hmm. in all of it. And I think that's the main thing. And like, not just coming from like an immigrant woman of color, but I think like the narratives that white men, white women, non-binary members um the narrative that i think the church whether you grew up in it or not there's there's always something that's been put out there that's caused harm Mm -hmm. um but what's redeeming is that god's love overrules all of that and god's intentions were never to cause harm unfortunately it's like the misinterpretation yeah that certain members of our community portrayed yeah and then stamp god's name on it (laughs) yeah absolutely i think a lot about the the story of jesus and the children where jesus was teaching the disciples and the children wanted to come to him Mm -hmm. and the disciples were like shooing them off Mm -hmm. or like not wanting because they thought that jesus was like too good to Mm -hmm. speak to the kids yeah and then jesus is like no like let them come to Mm -hmm. me and just the idea of Christians get it wrong. Oh yeah. And we and even when we think we're right. They get like yep. It's I think there's so there's so much greatness and weight to God's name that without a doubt we're gonna get it wrong. Yeah. We're we're always gonna get it wrong. There's no until like we reach the white pearly gates and we see it for ourselves. Like Yeah. All of our narratives, are they're never going to be 100% correct. But I think what our duty is now within ourselves, even within this campus ministry, is to try our best to assure that when we look at God's love and when we look at God's redemption and his grace, that it reaches and it touches everyone in all good and holy ways, as intentional as as we can possibly get it out there. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm excited to really dive into these conversations this semester. Few of them being. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
the next episode is going to actually be about the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get Derek in here and we're just going to talk about the UMC's journey with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. And like kind of explaining that a little because I am still deeply confused mm-hmm. as to like what's actually happening. Yep. Um, and just even him on his personal journey of like becoming a an affirming pastor and mm-hmm. like what that looked like for him and so I think that'll be and especially because he's a theologian and mm-hmm. so how does he reconcile yeah. same-sex relationships or like non-heteronormative relationships yeah. with the scripture that you know it's yeah yeah it's a whole journey it is and I'm hoping he can just like get us to the to the end <laughs> Please, Derek, redeem. Just tell us us how the story ends so that, like... Yes. Yeah. I want to hear that. I want to listen to it. Like, send it out yesterday. (laughs) Sure, I'm just going to build a... What do they call it? Time Time machine. machine. (laughs) Austin Powers episode real quick. Um, Austin Powers. Have you ever seen it? Yes. Throwback. Do you know what I'm talking about? One million (laughs) dollars. Beyonce was in one of those. I was like, and when I rewatch it, I'm just like Beyonce. Yes, she was like Foxy something. She was bad, Mama Gemma. Fierce. Love her. Uh, but the third episode is going to be about deciphering the Bible, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really important because a lot of the church harm is deriving from our interpretation of the Bible. And so, like, what does it look like? to talk about those scriptures and what mm-hmm. does it look like to talk about how are we actually supposed to hold this? Mm. You know, is it yeah. literally, figuratively, a little bit of both? Yeah. When do you know when to do the other? Oh, yeah. Do you feel like you struggle with that at all? Of like, I do. Yeah. Like, and ever since, I haven't, and I tell everyone, I have not been within the faith community for very long at all. Like, yeah. It's only been, like, two years and some change. But since the beginning, and I could be wrong, I've been taking the Bible as this living, breathing document. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was intended for the societies that lived 2,000 years ago is not directly intended yeah. for the societies that are around today. Yeah. Um, and with that... I think it leaves a lot of room for open interpretation. Um, But yeah, I definitely struggle with where are the lines drawn because I do think that there is some respect that needs to be, like, set down for the old traditions. There are some things that perhaps God really did intend for us to live by, whether it's the no shellfish or cotton from head to toe, I don't know. (laughs) But I don't know. I definitely struggle with deciphering that um my main thing is like the top two things that god asks of us have been to love him and to love our neighbor and right now honestly i go through days where it's like sometimes it's hard to do both those things but as long as i'm trying my best to at least do those things then i feel like i'm doing pretty okay (laughs) yeah i love i love simplifying the bible in that way of Mm -hmm. just being like love neighbor love self and that's like like that's like because like right after that it says this is 
mm-hmm. like these two commandments sum up the mm-hmm. like the whole of the law. Yep. If like if you're gonna do anything, love love me, your God. Yeah. Love your neighbor, and then we'll we'll handle the rest. You know, yeah. don't murder anyone. But <laughs> yeah, I think it also comes down to how do you define love, right? Because mm. I grew up in a church that said uh, the popular love love the sinner, hate the sin, mm-hmm. and you know, there are people that I know today that would say loving, you can't, like that phrase is just like super yeah. hurtful. Um, yeah. And so like, yeah, even then it gets like blurred. And so how do we, how do we love and how do we like not judge other people's way of loving? Mm. You know what I mean? And that's going to be actually one of the episodes uh the last one we're going to end it on finding your personal faith path Ooh, so i need that (laughs) yeah (laughs) same it's a journey (laughs) yeah it is and like feeling confident and comfortable in the way that you relate to god and feeling comfortable and confident and the and like being able to share that Mm -hmm. with other people yeah it's gonna be a good time Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're going to grow along the way. And sometimes that's a little hard, but it'll be good. Yeah. I I really hope to come full circle into, like, that wholeness is at the end of this. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. Yep. It's a journey. It's a a hold one. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. Um, I tried to go away to a cool way to end it. Thank you.